What's up? And welcome to the Growing Up Young Podcast, where real people share real stories about real life. Featuring yours truly, me, Eric Franz, also known as Emac Freezy. On this episode, we have my old partner in crime and very good friend, Paige Elliott, who was a star at Westchester University. We talk about our times being student athletes and how we started our student leadership experiences together as orientation leaders. We also get into her journey from graduation to where she is now, the co-founder of her brand identity company, Intermix, based out in Arizona, and being a mother to her beautiful baby girl. Paige and I go way back, so I hope you have as much fun listening as we did catching up. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> E-Mac Freezy. <laughs> <laughs> Paige Elliott in the house. You already know what's up. Look at you. How's How you life? Been? You know, I'm just out here. I'm just out here. You know what I mean? Just, I'm good. I can't complain. I'm blessed. You know, God is good. Everything happens for a reason with purpose. And I'm just trying to, you know, show my light. A little positivity everywhere I go. <laughs> okay. How are you? Okay. I'm good. Um, you know, just been working. I work at Westchester now. I don't know. If, I, I think you already knew that. We talked um, about it briefly. Getting my doctorate too. So Come on, Dr. Franz. Yo, your wife, yeah. your wife gonna have a gem, honey. <laughs> she gonna have a she gonna have a gem. A doctor? A doctor. A six I hope foot. she knows that. I mean, she's she's not my, my wife yet, but Listen, I'm, cl- I'm putting it out there in, in the in, you know, in the universe. A six foot four how tall are you? Six four, six Come seven. On now. I don't. You tall, Eric. I don't. Six six, six eight. What you mean six Look, seven? Let me not. Let me not. You know, discredit <laughs> your inches. Okay, a six eight doctor. Okay, black mm-hmm. doctor. Mm-hmm. That is. Come mm-hmm. on, don't get me started. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I'm. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Thank you. You've come a long way. Thank you. I'm sure you guys. I know. I know you got your topic. So let me just let you do, the, do your no, thing. No, but we. So so we have come a long way and. I remember um, you were the one that basically started my, like, student leadership experience at Westchester. You always like, tickle me when I, you say that. <laughs> but that's true, though. But that's so true. Think about it. Like, so it was, I think it was freshman year, right? And um, I believe it was spring semester. Um, I was in my dorm room. And you came to grab me to go sign up to be an orientation leader. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is that? Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. You got to even, what? you got to back up. Me and, you, me and you both went to Westchester. We both were on the basketball team, right? So we're so we're student athletes. We already got right. six classes, you know, a semester. <laughs> exactly. Then we, we, mm-hmm. we played basketball. We had the same schedules, right? So we traveled together. We were already crazy. And then... Mm-hmm. Your crazy friend over here came and asked you to be a what? <laughs> Orientation leader. I was like, huh? You did. You were like, what, what? is that? <laughs> yep. And then we went to, I think it was Sykes. Mm-hmm. And we went over to Sykes and then we signed up for it. But I think you were, you did it the second year with me, right? Because I did it a year already. And then you. No. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Yep. So your second year was my first year. Right. So basically I needed you. Okay. I needed you to, to do this experience with me because that first year I was, um, it was me and, you know, I had made some friends throughout the way. Um, but it was a great mm-hmm. experience, right? The orientation leader really was something like I didn't know. Thank God, you know, coaches let us do it 
and, and allowed us to do that because when you come to be a student athlete, you, you are a part of the organization and you, you're already busy. You know what I'm saying? Your, your schedule is demanding. You're on scholarship. It's like, you don't have time for anything up beside your studies and, and your sport. And so for them to let me do that, it was a great experience. And so I just felt like when we talked about it, it just fit you. It, it just fit you. So you always make me laugh when you say I, that was like the, the foundation for, um, you know, a lot of things you've been a part of, but um, I needed you to join the team and you took it and ran with it. Eric, you ran with that thing. <laughs> because I didn't know what else to do. Like, what, what like, what else was I going to do? Eric, you did that. You, fit, I don't know. you fit right in. First of all, you were, you was the, the most hype orientation leader at that. You was walking around with your little flag, Team Jamaica. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, wow. Yeah, I took it back. I took it back. That's so true. But I, That's so true. I remember Coach Blair being like, Paige, what did you start here? Because like like you said, like athletes didn't really do anything besides, you know, play your sport and go to class. So we really, you know, started something and let athletes know like there's other stuff you can do outside of, you know, your being just an athlete. Um, and so, yeah, we spent a lot of, we spent that summer together. We were real, we got real close that summer. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. We did every, everything <laughs> together from training. We, we both worked on campus at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we had a great experience, but yeah, that's when it kind of took off. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting that you say about being like a student athlete and that's just what you're committed to. Cause a lot of times people go into being a student athlete and it's just, their sport first, even though they're supposed to be a student first, it's their sport first. Mm-hmm. And then everything that they do in class is so they can keep playing their sport. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of showed me that like there was more, like I was more than that. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just, you know, just being a student athlete. Like there was a whole nother world of personal development that I could be a part of mm-hmm. that didn't have to be limited to just being a student athlete, even though being a student athlete was already super difficult in itself Mm -hmm. um but adding those components definitely like pretty much made me what i am right now no and you know i I appreciate you saying that and i probably was doing it and and not even realizing that you know i was that kind of influencer impact on you at the time um because you know i was just being paged you know wearing multiple hats that's just something that i've always done and um being able to do that at westchester I know my coach thought I was crazy, um, but, you know, I came in, I was, I, I was an orientation leader. Then I said, Hey coach, you know, I want to be an RA. So then I was an RA. And then I said, Hey coach, I want to work at the student life center and work at Sykes. And so then I worked at Sykes. Then I, um, I had the radio show and then the TV show and it was all these things. And I'm like, when I look back, you know, I'm like, wow, I really, I don't like being put in a box. And I feel like a lot of times society tries to put you in a box. Like they try to put you in, you know, this, like I said, this box and say, this is what you are and this is what it is. And I feel like, you know, nobody can control the narrative but you, you know what I mean? And so I came to Westchester really off the strength of, I got a basketball scholarship and then I got academic. And so to to go to school, like you said, but I was really shown that I'm so much more than a student athlete. And, you know, you, then you meet people like you and then you have these friendships and then you, you get into personal development and leadership. I don't know, you know, all the things, I mean, shoot, look at you now, you know, um, the, the different people that you meet and it's been amazing. So clearly, you know, we had some financial help and assistance with uh, basketball and, and all these other activities, but college experience, man, it really, for me, had a lot to do with all of these 
extracurricular activities and these student life groups and these student organizations really impacted me. Yeah. So you were speaking about that. You were super active at, at Westchester doing <laughs> pretty much everything, like you said. Um, and then you graduated and now you were in Arizona of all places. Lord Jesus. How'd I get here? How? How? <laughs> Listen, man, you couldn't tell me after college um, that I was going to be in Arizona. First of all, I never heard of Arizona like um, growing up. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't something that I really heard of. But my grandparents moved to Arizona when I was about sixth or seventh grade. And um, and so when I graduated college, my mom um, and parents, you know, they moved to Arizona. I stayed in the Philadelphia area. I moved to New York. I was in New York for a while. And then, you know, I just had to follow my mama. So I um, just went out there, you know, off the strength of, um, you know, moving and trying something new, fresh start. So I did that in 2000 and, uh, 2014. I didn't like it. I moved back to uh, PA. Then I came back in 2016, actually. So I kind of went back and forth. So you went out there, came back, and then went back out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I came back, well, when I came out here in 2014, I didn't like Arizona. And then I was applying for jobs. You know, you graduate, you don't know what to do with your life. You try to figure your life out. What was me? You didn't get the job you wanted. I thought I was going to be on somebody's TV news sports anchor. Right. And that was my dream and, and, and inspiration or, uh, you know, what I wanted to do. And um, I didn't get that job. And it was kind of like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I kind of went through that little phase. And then I got a job offer back in Philadelphia. So then I moved back home and went back to Philadelphia. So that's what made me leave Arizona. Oh, okay. And then from there, you went back to Arizona. In 2016. For good. For good. Right. Yeah. So I've been and, there since. And what took you back out there? Um, you know, I mean, we can go, we can go down this path, but honestly, just figuring life out, like literally figuring life out, trial and error, trying a job you know, that, that not working, trying a different career, that's not working and just trying to go where opportunity was at, trying to have a, a fresh start. Um, I can really say at that time, dang, 2016, you want to know the truth? What brought me to Arizona? Yeah. Listen, I, I broke up with my boyfriend and I said, I need a fresh start. And so I went right back out to Arizona and um, I feel like God put me in the desert of all deserts. Okay. Dry Arizona. And I just came out here and yeah, it was like, I just need to work on me. And that was probably the best decision of my life. I can honestly say is moving to Arizona that the whole breakup, find yourself, you know, situation was probably one of the best things I probably ever did. So going out there, did you know anyone out there? Me, myself and Jesus alone. Listen, my family was out here like, my mom and dad, you know, I got my grandparents, a couple cousins, um, but I don't have any friend. My best friend moved out here with me. Um, so we, we know we're going to get into business and stuff, but my best friend, Kayla, um, we were actually, so we both lived in Secaucus, New Jersey. Um, it was 2016. We both were in public relations and marketing. We both had jobs in Times Square um, out of college, you know, and uh, we were living there and both of our lives were like, kind of like she was trying to figure out her career. I was trying to figure out my career. Then I went through my breakup and I'm just like, I'm over it. It's we're broke in New York. Okay. It's that's not where you, first of all, that's not where you go when you just graduate college and you're a broke college student trying to figure your life out. Like rent was like $2,100 for like a six square hundred square foot room. Like it was ridiculous. 
And um, life was just crazy. And so um, I said, girl, I think I'm about to move back to Arizona, you know, out to my parents, where my parents are at. I'm like, you want to come? And she was like, she's from Connecticut. And she was like, Arizona. And she's like, well, I don't want to go to Connecticut. She's like, but what's in Arizona? I'm like, I don't know, but at least we'll have each other. You know, I don't know. And um, she did some soul searching. I did some soul. I'm like, I don't know what you're going to, where you want to go. I'm going to Arizona, but I really would love it if you came with me. And um, we just prayed about it. You know what I mean? I really felt like that's where I was supposed to be. And um, she was like, Paige, I'm going to move out there with you. And I'm like, what? So we definitely thought it was a temporary move and we still both live here. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, it was more of a, it was a leap of faith and a spiritual journey. It was definitely, um, more of like a spiritual leap. I didn't understand it before, but I definitely know now that it was all about, uh, I feel like God, you know, going through a transition in your life, you know, like I said, some people go through that life, um, that, what is it called? Um, life crisis. You know what I mean? Career crisis. Oh my God. Quarter life crisis. What am I going to do? Life is over. You don't love me anymore. Who, who am I? I went to college and I still don't have, a, you know, this career and all these different things. And I, I went through that. And um, then I go to Arizona where I don't know people. I don't have a whole bunch of friends. You know, there's the culture is and diversity was limited. You know, there's not a lot of people that look like you. And I'm like, why am I here? Like, that's really how I was feeling. And so um, during that time, I feel like I really did a lot of soul searching. You know, it was a lot of trying to figure out, okay, I knew Paige as this basketball player and that was over. I knew Paige as, um, you know, this person that was so involved in campus and, so, you know, careers, you know, that college life, radio show, TV show. I aspired to be a sports broadcaster. I worked at Comcast Sportsnet. And then here I am two years later and all those things that I thought was going to happen and how I thought life was going to be all figured out. It was not what I thought, you know what I mean? And then I was in this relationship that I was so amazing. And then it's just like, all of that was stripped everything. And I'm like, here I am really in the desert. And I'm like, God, do you love me? You know, like, why am I here? What's, you know, what's going on? And, um, in that time I found me, like I found who I was. I found my purpose. I found, um, I connected with me. Uh, if you know me, you know, I'm a, I'm a busybody, right? I'm always on the go. I'm a, like, I like to carry multiple projects, but it was for the first time in my life that I had to be still. It was the first time in my life that I had to spend time with me by myself, with my thoughts, with my, my emotions, you know, and I had to sit with that. And, and then I had my family and I poured into my family and they poured into me. And so when I say it was a spiritual shift, I'm saying like, that's when, um, Intermix was birthed, my, you know, my company. That's when Prevail, which is my um, uh, personal development project that I've been working on for a while, was birthed. That's when I had clarity. That's when, like I said, I found myself and um, I did a lot of reading, a lot of personal development and a lot of praying. And I felt like I don't know where you are spiritually and in religion. And I know it gets a little crazy with what everyone believes, but I know when I believe um, God put his people in the desert, the deserted places so that he could work on them and build them up. And that's a, there's a lot of stories in the Bible around that. And I felt like that's exactly what he did with me. So I think moving to Arizona was one of the best things that ever happened to me. It definitely wasn't planned. I definitely never knew about Arizona. I knew Arizona tea. You know, I knew, uh, <laughs> you know, I might have saw Arizona billboard here and there. But I never knew nothing out here, but um, came out here and found me, yo. found me. 
So it was a total leap of faith and you just, it just rewarded you in a huge way. Yes, it, it was. It was a journey. Um, and for Kayla too, like we literally came out here off, off the strength of, you know, let's, let's figure it out. I didn't know. Oh, I, I didn't mention this. I went to grad school. I, I just, when I came out to Arizona, again, not knowing what to do, all you know is school. We've been going to school since what freshman, you, I mean, freshman, wow, kindergarten, you know, preschool. Yeah. And, um, all you know is school. And I feel like school for me gave me structure. School gave me, you know, that order. And so in my life at that time, and I didn't know what to do, <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I went back to school. And so I moved to Arizona and, um, I, because it was out of state tuition for Arizona was too high and all that. So, um, I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. But I went to the University of Denver because that's not even in state either. I guess the the tuition was ASU was really high, but the tuition I went to um did online program um for my public relations and marketing degree, and um I did University of Denver and I doubled up on it to do it faster because I just needed to focus on something. And yeah, I did that. I completed that with like a year and a semester in Arizona and poured into me. And that's what I did, Eric. And here I am four years later and a lot has birthed in that time. It's crazy. I'm sitting here talking to you, thinking about it. I'm like, whoa, like this a lot happened in these last four years, but Arizona, man, I still can't believe I live here. I can't believe you still live there either. Cause just thinking about you and kind of who you are and like <laughs> how you like to always have things going on. Um, Arizona was just never something that I thought of. Oh, Paige is definitely going to go there, right? Um, Heck no. I was thought New York, you know, big cities, Philly, yeah. LA, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so that's why that's why something about Arizona. It's, it's something it's something about that I'm supposed to be here. Um, and whether I move, you know, family, you do anything I do, you know what I'm saying? I'm always going to be a part of Arizona. My parents are here, my grandparents are here, um, and I just feel like there's something I'm supposed to do here. Right. And I always, you know, said like, okay, I can go to New York and be like what would they say, like a small fish in a big pond. Or you can come to Arizona and you can be a big fish in a in a pond here. And no one does what I do here. There's nobody like me out here in Arizona. I'm trying to tell you, I'm putting that out there and I'm saying it because it is what it is. I walk in there. I know that there's nobody like me. I haven't met nobody like me. I don't here. know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and, and me and Kayla talk about it all the time. Like, we're like, okay, we were kind of torn between, is this not the market for us? Do we need to go somewhere else? Because you can't have anything in supply demand, you know? Is it is it not the market or are we supposed to build here? And we really both feel like we're supposed to build, you know, in this area. We're supposed to build here. Something, something was drawing us here. And so here we are in this desert. <laughs> so <laughs> in that desert, you created your own company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What came about that made you decide, okay, Intermix is it. Mm-hmm. I am going to be in this company and build this company with my best friend. Good question. Um, it kind of goes back. So Kayla is from Connecticut. I'm from, you know, went to college at Westchester. We didn't really, um, you know, we, we, we were mutual friends. We had mutual friends back in college. So we've been around, but we don't, we weren't really friends, but we both went to college for this and, for the same thing, public relations and marketing. And so uh, there was one time we ran into each other in Florida in college doing and said, you know, one time we're going to own a company. Like, how cool would it be if we were publicists and represented athletes and, um, you know, just did PR? Like, we just talked about it. It was a thought. And so that was that. And then when when we um, both graduated, 
she contacted me one day and said, Hey, like I'm looking at apartments in New York. And I said, that's funny because I just got an apartment in New York. This is where I'm moving. And so she, um, she ended up applying to the same apartment complex. And we both, we ended up living in the same building, different apartments. And, and so we both had jobs in New York in the same field. And so a year later, after both of our lives went, you know, wherever we're trying to figure things out, I was like, well, why don't we go to Arizona, start over, and we could start that business we talked about two, three years ago here. So it's like everything happens for a reason. Like, even when I'm saying that story, I'm like, it, it just, like, it just happened for a reason. And so when we moved to Arizona, you know, we, we kind of took a job and just like kind of got on our feet and stuff. And, um, we're trying to figure it out, but we were like, all right, we're here, we're together. Like, let's pour into the business. And so Intermix was birthed and we just kind of, um, we took our passions and our purpose and, you know, we both had the same PR experience and, um, you know, I've been playing basketball all my life and uh, I wanted to be a sports anger. I, I started loving the PR side of it. I was doing PR events in college. And so that kind of caught my interest with, um, PR and working with athletes. And then, um, and then I'm trying to think, I went back to school for PR, right? And she already had her PR master's degree. I'm like, how, how bomb would it be if there's two, you know, smart, intelligent, and let me add beautiful women, okay, that are putting mm-hmm. their, their minds together and have master's degrees, mastered this, okay, and had a business. And it was just like, man, the eyes was dotted, the teeth was crossed. And we jumped on into this business. Bam, intermix, okay? That's how that happened. <laughs> and we were all excited. Look, look, we were, we had, um, <laughs> listen, we jumped in real like, okay, let's quit our jobs. Like we don't need nothing. Like go, you know, go all in. Oh. We, uh, you can't even see. I'm sure I'm looking at you so you can see I have my, a tattoo yeah. on my finger. Right. We, we were at these, we were at these jobs and we were like, we're quitting. We got the whole business plan. We went and got tattooed focus on our fingers. Not stupid little corny stuff. Focus. We, we were like, this is, this is going to remind us of the day that we, we went all in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we put these jobs and let me tell you, we were broke. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, we were so broke. We was like, you know, we we did the entrepreneurial thing. You know what I mean? Like we we jumped in. We um, you know, the first couple months it was good. You know, we had a little revenue coming in, and we were doing like projects and you know, uh, reaching out, doing a lot of pitching of our business. And um, when I tell you, those were the brokest years at that that first year. You know, I mean, that first couple months of our life. But we was we were dedicated. We were in it, and um, we learned so much. And we was just thugging it, man. We were just out here trying to grind like straight from the muscle, like trying to figure it out. We made a lot of, we worked backwards a lot. You know what I mean? Just trying to, you, you don't know, you know what I mean? You try to figure it out as an entrepreneur. Um, we, we did a lot of trial and error, you know, situations. We worked a lot of cool events at that time. Um, we did an, uh, an event with Antonio Brown. We did a, an event with um, Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, we just started trying That's to get awesome. our name out there and really just trying to build um, our business. And so, um, then it became to a point where we, it just became a lot project based. And, um, I, at that point I made a decision to go back and work corporate and do both. Um, so I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through that journey of, you know, okay, when should I leave my nine to five? You know, what's a good time for that? And, um, 
you know, and I think the answer is different for everybody. So I'm not one to say like, girl, just jump in. Cause that's what we did. We jumped right in and we was broke. Honey, you broke. You didn't get no benefits. You don't got all types of stuff. Like it's a lot. It's a big decision. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. we didn't have no kids. We didn't have no family. So we were able to do that. There's a lot of factors that go into just going all in. Um, but it, it came down to like a point where I was like, okay, you know, I'm making the decision, even though I, you know, I, I went all in. And I felt like I failed, you know what I mean? I felt like, you know, I had, there's a lot of pressure I can go into like what that feels like. Um, you know, once again, I thought I had it all figured out, you know what I mean? Here you go again, you try this and it's like the money's not flowing, the plan's not working like you thought. And so um, I ended up getting a great opportunity at my company now. They were actually looking for somebody to come in and basically run their own business in the business. Um, it's called employment branding. And they were looking to, um, start this new department with employment branding and really have somebody brand the company internally and start a team. And so, um, it like, I went in it a hundred percent aligned with what I was already doing within my company. And I just, I've been here, um, the last few years and I've been doing both, you know, just kind of working on my business, doing the entrepreneurial thing. Um, and then at the same time, building this team within my company, building, you know, my, my skills up, building my, my company up and working on everything at the same time. So that's kind of like how it happened. It wasn't the, the plan, you know, it wasn't what I thought at the moment. It wasn't, um, I mean, shoot, none of my life has been according to my plan. And, um, I learned it's not my plan. It's God's plan. So I really know it's like everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? Um, I think everybody I talk to, Shoot, we were just talking about this the other day. It's like everybody I talk to is like you have this plan. You think you know what life is going to be like, you yeah. know, you it, it <laughs> and it never goes like that. Like I really thought I was going to have it all figured out. Paige, me. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have it all figured out. OK, <laughs> you're going to best believe that Paige got it figured out. And girl, I mean, girl, your girl, <laughs> listen, your girl did not. OK. I did not have it all figured out. And that that's what made me. That's what made me who I am today. Like all those experiences, all those L's were not losses. They were lessons. Okay. I I, I fell down and bounced up from every single thing I, that, you know, I fell from and I still am, you know, it's not perfect. It's not always peaches and cream, but it's all a learning experience. And I just, man, I, I look back at my growth. Don't get me started. This is another topic, Eric. I look at growth. I'm trying to tell you, like, I'm, listen, I'm, it's just, this has been a blessing, man. It's been a lot, but it's been a blessing. So that's kind of how Intermix, the original question, how mm-hmm. Intermix, <laughs> you know, your girl can talk, E, so you got to stop me if you want to try. Oh, I know, listen, I know. <laughs> no, that's kind of how Intermix, um, cause I haven't thought about this in a while. So, you know, I haven't done a podcast in a while. I haven't had these, this conversation in a while. So you're taking me down memory lane i'm like okay what happened what was a you know what was b but that's how intermix took about and that's how um it got to where it's at now and now we're kind of in a shift with our business we kind of shifting our services and shifting based off of the the market and kind of where our clients have been so with all that going on with you having that full-time job Mm -hmm. and still working on your business with all that, mm-hmm. you're a mother. Mm. Talk to me now. 
I'm a what? You're a mother. Yes, I am. Like, Paige Elliott is a mother. <laughs> Who would have thought? Say, like, <laughs> like, yes, I am. How is that? First of all, how is that in itself? Mm-hmm. Because that's a monumental responsibility in itself. Mm-hmm. And how is that on top of everything you have going on? Man, life is crazy. What I can say is, um, like my my point, I keep saying it's my fourth time saying it. It life didn't go as planned, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I always knew I wanted to be a mother. You know, I always I'm a family person. I have eleven siblings, twelve siblings, um, actually. So it, it's something I always look forward to. But it wasn't my American dream. I wanted to be married, and you know all these different things, and have. I thought the career was going to be figured out, and I was going to be super established, and um, and I am. Like I'm gonna give myself, you know, the credit. I have a great career. Um, I'm very happy with where I'm at. That's one thing um, that I've been working on recently. Like, you know what? Thank you for where I am at. You know what I mean? I Clearly, I'm a dream and, and I'm a, a get where I want to be one day. But where I'm at, I'm a master this current level and I'm thankful. So let me not act like I don't have it because I got your girl got it. But um, it just again, it didn't go as the plan. So now you throw being a mother in there. And um, my daughter has been the biggest blessing of my life. Like, um, I didn't know what to expect. I knew because I am a busybody, because I am a person that's, um, always on the go. I'm always traveling. I'm always picking up new projects and it's always been me, 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 me. And so to throw a child in there was like, Whoa, I had to slow down, you know, and I can't just jump on the next flight and go to this, um, event. I can't just, you know, I'll lose, I leave my wallet behind. I do all types of stuff. Like I just, I, I just move so quick, you know. And so my daughter really had me slow down. She's teaching me patience. Um, she's, she's give, but she's giving me purpose. And so where I thought, you know, I said I came to Arizona to find me. My daughter really birthed a whole new, a whole new page. And you thought I was fierce or crazy before. Like I have a whole new light every time I look at my daughter. Um, motherhood. It's a whole new, whole new responsibility. Um, you know, it's a whole new, I can't even explain it, Eric. Um, it, it, it could get me emotional thinking about it. Cause I'm like, um, all the things that I'm trying to better in myself and I want to, you know, I'm, I'm so, um, ambitious. And when I look at her, it's like, how can I ever tell you to be the best person that you want to be or like to, for, to be this confident person or go after your dreams if I don't. So now you give me, so I have to be that example for you. So now you just give me a whole new drive because I'm like, I got to do it because my baby girl's watching me. You know what I'm saying? I got to be this person because my daughter, I want, I want to pour that into her and I want her to say, I saw my mom do it. So it's, it's crazy. Um, I, I love it. It does slow me down. So it does. I don't want to say it slows me down, but it, it makes me, um, yeah, it slows me down. I have to adjust. I have to adapt, um, do things, still do all the things that I normally do, but just make sure my baby is a priority and everything. A lot of family help, you know, we have a great support system. Um, so that is, is amazing. Um, she's very much loved, uh, her parents, like grandparents, everybody, we're all, we're all in on this. So, it's definitely a blessing, but yeah, I mean, your girl's a mom, a mom, mom, <laughs> a mom, mom. <laughs> like it's like, I mean, thinking of you in that role, it's easy to see how great you would be at it because you're uh, just someone who's always influenced people around you. But obviously what you 
can think of, oh, like if I'm a mom, this is how I'm going to be versus you actually being in it can be very different things. So mm-hmm. I know you and you talked about the, the situation wasn't really what you expected, mm-hmm. but in the role in itself between you and your daughter, was that something that you expected that, oh, yes, I saw myself doing this or was it something that was just completely different? Um, I mean, I I don't want to say I didn't know what to expect, but like you always, you know, women, we grow up, we play with Barbies, you know, we play with doll babies, we play house, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're conditioned to learn how to maneuver and grow up to be this mom. And then for guys, it's like, y'all just reckless. Y'all don't care about nothing. Y'all play with trucks <laughs> and you know, they y'all don't care. And then shoot, when you have the baby, I mean, y'all, it's still not the same as a mother. Like it's, it's different. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's weird when you have a kid, it's like, you just know automatically what to do. I've watched my mom. I've had great role models, examples, grandparents. And so, um, I just kind of fell into it. You know, you just do it. You literally just do it. Um, and so is it what I expected? I don't know if I really had a crazy expectation. I know it's a lot of work. I know that. I know that it ain't, it ain't for the week. <laughs> I know that <laughs> it ain't, it ain't for the week. Um, but I know it, you know, my heart, E, you know, I just, I, I love, love is everything with me. And, um, it's easy to love her. She's such a good baby. She's such a, uh, a joy. She smiles. She's not a crier. She has a nice spirit. She laughs at everything. She always watching me. So it's going to be my role. Wait to look. My girl going to be, my girl already catching flights out here. She's about to get, she, she about to get some stamps <laughs> on the passport and be out everywhere I go. She about to be with me. Watch. Yeah. 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 She, wow. Listen, you, you up next. <laughs> Can I ask that? Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Am you up next? Listen, you got a lot of changes going listen, on. You got your hit. Listen, y'all can't see E right now. He got this new cut. He got a bun. He got a done bun. Okay, he's the director at um at the at the okay. college. He got a degree. Assistant director. Let's not. Okay, assistant. Let's not get it there. Listen. I don't, I, honey, I put it out there that you're going to um, be the director one day because I feel like every time I talk to you, you, you level up and you got new, you got new, um, you know, new lanes that you keep conquering. So is father going to be a new title for E. Mac Freezy? Uh, listen, that's, that's probably one of my ultimate goals in life Ooh. is, is to be a dad. Oh, for sure. Yes. My for sure. ultimate goal. Um, Yes, one of my ultimate goals. You're gonna be a great uh, dad. I hope so. I hope so, because that's that's something that like I've been thinking about for a while, but I but I always Ooh. have. Just not okay. Chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> not in hello, terms of hello, like getting out there. Getting a he kid right now. He's been thinking. <laughs> hello. He's been thinking about that. Wow. Beware. It's just what? Okay. What'd you say? I said, beware. <laughs> beware. Uh, oh, beware? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You said you've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Um, just growing up and not having a dad that was constantly present. Mm. Um, it was something that, like, I don't have a lot of regrets in life. And I don't have a lot of times where I look back and I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, because, like, like you said, like, I'm always learning. I'm always learning from the falls. Like I'm always learning from the bad, bad times, all that. But something that I've always wished that I've had is to have that father figure. Mm. Like the, the things I learned about being a man, I learned from 
a lot of other people. Like I learned from coaches, I learned from teachers, I learned from um, community people, like from just being in these different environments. That's how I learned a lot of what what I know. Okay. Um, and I can probably count on one hand and the things I've learned from my dad. So wow. um, that's deep. E. Yeah. Because a lot of times when I hear men say that, you know, you, you talk to real people, you have a lot of these conversations and a lot of men, you have two options. You could take that experience of your father not being there and you could choose, you know, to to go a different way with your life. Right. Or you could take it, learn from it, flip it and say, I want better. And you know what I mean? And look at you. Like you, you're finding the positive. You're, you're excelling. You know what I mean? You're succeeding. You're a great example. And here you are taking that and saying like, look, I want, I want to pour all that into my kid one day that you're planning to, to have soon, you know, because that's a goal. That's, oh, you, oh, you're just going to say soon. Um, you're just going to put that in I'm there and say there, soon. But you said I'm trying and I, listen, you be trying to do stuff and you be I, doing it. So. I, <laughs> so that's my thoughts. You are going to get me in trouble, babe. I'm done. You're really going to get I'm me done. Trouble. I'm done. I'm not going to start nothing. I'm all the way in Arizona. Shoot. Oh. <laughs> no, but that's a blessing. Oh. That's now. Now, would you say there's um like top people that you said coaches or different people, you know, in your life or whatever, mm-hmm. but like top people that you can say like really like made that shift for you? Top people. Dang, look at a page actually flipping the script oh, on I'm me sorry, right now. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> no, I love I'm, it. I'm curious because um, it's different for everyone. It is. And I think for me, it's been I don't know if I can have that top person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've said this aloud before, but thinking about it, I never gave myself the opportunity to have those top go-to people mm-hmm. because there was one top go-to person that I wanted that never gave me that, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So to duplicate that somewhere, there was always that fear of that's going to go away. Mm. So I'm going to use what I have from who I can so I can build who I am mm-hmm. so I don't have to depend on any of the figures that I'm learning from because the biggest disappointment is depending on that one person mm-hmm. and not getting anything from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm typically not someone who is afraid of rejection. Okay. Like I've, I've gone through that, mm-hmm. but that one rejection mm-hmm. from that one person that I wanted to be that, that figure, that's something that honestly, like I don't think I ever bounced back from mm-hmm. because it was just, that's that's what I wanted that I couldn't get. So I couldn't put anyone else in that role because I didn't want to provide the opportunity to lose that. Now, do you, so because of that, sorry, I'm like asking mm-hmm. you, but I, I'm curious no, because I love it. Go ahead. I'm curious because, um, you know, like I said, some people can fall victim to this and, and then be angry towards it or like in life go a different route. But you chose to channel that energy into something different. Did you feel like that that experience in your life really put a lot of pressure on you to like be super successful or because like you when I look at you, I'm like, if I don't if you don't know this stuff that's happened in your life, I'd look at you as you came, you conquer everything you do. You put your mind to you. I really feel like you level up. I literally like when I look at you, that's what I think. And I know you. Um, and so. But if I didn't know this piece, I wouldn't know that. So do you feel like your father, that that piece of your life really put that pressure? Like, I have to make it. You have something to prove. 
because of it. I think I wanted to make it to show him that he missed out. Mm. So I don't know if it was pressure. It was more of motivation because there, there, there are certain times where like, mm. I don't feel like doing anything. Right. Mm. Um, but with the level up that you talk about, when I get to a place in life where I know I can do more, some of what fuels me is I want to do better. So, because we don't talk right now, mm -hmm. right? Like we haven't talked in like a few years right now. Mm -hmm. So to make it to a point where he hears about where I am without ever speaking to me. Now, how's that moment going to be? Hold on. I mean, this Ooh, is, I, you might not want to discuss it, but. I, I, d I don't even know. It's like, so when I was in high school, um, I started playing basketball in ninth, ninth grade. In eighth grade, I tried out for the basketball team. Mm -hmm. um, I was terrible. I had just mm. come from, from Ghana at that point. He was probably Yo, falling. I was, Paige, he was falling I was, in college, so. I was 6'4", 130 pounds. Think about that. Ooh. You was lanky and tall. In eighth grade. You couldn't yep. e what? Couldn't even yeah. get, compose your knees together. Lord Jesus. No, ex exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. And they was all probably the, coming up to you trying to make you play basketball, weren't they? <laughs> literally how it happened. You. I don't think I would have played basketball if people around me weren't like, yo, you should play. Try out for the team. Blah, blah, blah. Right, right. So <laughs> I tried out for the team. Terrible. Mm. I was god awful did not know how to dribble my coordination i don't think i knew how to walk and dribble let alone run and dribble <laughs> so after that tryout the coach said and the coach was talking to his assistant coaches and everything mm -hmm. basically talking about how much i sucked and that i wouldn't amount to anything in the sport mm. so you remember that, that conversation mm -hmm. oh yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah mm -hmm overheard that conversation and I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, right. why, why am I doing this to myself? Like right, I'm right. competing against people that have played since they were four five, six years old. Right, right. I'm, I'm 13 years old, like 12, 12, 13 years old. Like what I'm late. Right. Right. Um, so in ninth grade, they pushed me again and the, um, freshman coach molded me. Like, really helped me, taught me everything. I didn't even know what the paint was. Like, I was like, what, what, what is the paint? I made a post <laughs> move in a, in a scrimmage uh. and I knocked the opponent down. I held the ball and then helped him up. Oh, you're As the play was going on. I can see you doing that in college right now. The Lord coach Jesus. was like, Franzi, what are you doing? <laughs> and you know, if you don't know, he's he so nice. He'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Can I help you up? I used to Yo. remember being in college, be like, E, get big. Like, what you right. get? Come on, get, right. like, get mean. Like, I want you to cut somebody out, please, Lord mm -hmm. Jesus. But if you think about it, mm -hmm. I was raised primarily by my mom. Makes, I got and you. my mom... Like, she was tough on me, mm -hmm. but the sweetest person ever. And that's what I always saw. That's that's what I always meant. I believe it. So, <laughs> you want to have hug that. your opponents. Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, went through that, started getting better at, at ball, and then senior year, 
made it to the league championship for the first time in eight years at that high school okay. and won the championship. Oh, you thought she and was big that, money. <laughs> yo, I was big money. Oh, 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 drop that. I what? was big money. Drop the mic. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> I had to drop let me. Let me tell you how the coach, the middle school coach... Came back to you. ...was at that game mm. when we won... And they put that medal around my neck and handed me the trophy. Did you look at me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you gave oh, them a yeah. look. But it was, <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't holding on to anything at that point anymore. Mm. I looked at him like, I can let that go now. Mm. That's big. Right. That's big, E, because... You didn't even realize that you were holding on to that for so long. And like you were blocking so much. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to be able to forgive that person, because forgiveness is for you. So that's mm -hmm. big. That's deep. It's a good point. Note it. Mm -hmm. Note it. Yep. <laughs> no. So that's that's how I anticipate that feeling mm. to my dad. Way to bring that back. Is that yep. Is that making it to the point where I can be a successful partner, mm -hmm. be a successful father, do what I'm doing and still be there for my kids. Mm -hmm. And that be known as that's who Eric is. And he hearing about that, that's that's how I anticipate that feeling. I hope you have that too. And I hope you have you deserve that release because just like you just how you said you felt good and you finally told yourself like I could let that go. You know what I mean? This, I can imagine how more this feeling with your father, like, has a hindered on, you know, on you. And so to be able to get to that point, be able to have that moment and be able to let that go, whether it's, you know, that, whether it's anger, whether it's feeling abandoned, whether it's feeling rejected, whether, what are all those feelings and being able to let that go and being able to pour that into your own. Is this going to be a whole nother E? And we talked the other day and you talked about there's Eric, there's Emac Freezy on the court. I make it look easy, right? You got that. You Yo, have, you remember that? Listen, listen, I know I'm, I'm, I'm here with Yo, you. We used to rap like Yo, that. That's crazy. Eric, y'all know what? Listen, people don't know. I really have bars. Okay. Yo, I tried you, you remember that, that video though from, was it Tyson Hall? Do I? You made a video like rapping, I just know freestyle it. it. You and Sharif. Uh, listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. We made that video, and I got a video of us in the car outside of Wayne rapping. It's probably not appropriate now because oh, I changed my right. life. I changed my life. <laughs> she said, "I changed my life." The Lord knows He is my Savior. Uh, he knows I was a little ratchet. He knows Yo, that. I'm done with you. But I think I have it on my laptop. I, I'm gonna show you in private. But you can't be trying to add nothing to your podcast or anything because that's rude. Um, but I changed my life. But yeah, Emac Freezy, when I'm on the court, I make it look easy. Yeah, um, step God. to the plate. I take you one on one and make it like I. I remember. I know. I know your raps. Yes, I was your best friend. Remember? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yo, we real. Wow. Yeah, I remember. But no, wow. but there's there's different there's different levels to you is what I'm what I'm getting mm -hmm. at, right? There's different levels to E, so I can imagine what that next level is for you once you're able to release that. So I'm gonna pray for that for you because that's big. Yeah, that might be a totally new new person because 
like part of what made me even want to get into this podcast is being able to explore who those people are because mm. the different people that I'm going to be talking to are going to be bringing those different aspects of me out. Right. Because I think people know me in those different silos, but very few people know Eric and E. Mac let alone Dr. Franz. I'm trying to think like, okay, so clearly you became Dr. Franz, Dr. Franz, like after <laughs> college, but you're becoming, <laughs> right? And so I guess I, I would say I don't know you that, that Eric, because I haven't been around you to experience that. Um, mm-hmm. but I know you as a leader and I know you as, you know, Oh, in your profession. You know what I'm saying? So I know that part of you. I've definitely experienced Emac Freezy. Whoa. Um, you know, I think I've really been a big part of helping um, de- develop Emac Freezy. Oh, yeah. Um, and not even intentionally. Like, I don't think I'm no teacher or nothing, but I'm saying, like, we. I think we help each other grow. You know what I mean? In different mm-hmm. areas and things in life. Um, I'll take some things off the podcast. Um, but you, you know, E, you know. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know. became elite after that. Oh. Just so you know. Yeah. Oh, elite. <laughs> elite. Oh, okay. Well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, you got me choking. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> well, if anybody wants to know, Eric is elite. Um, and, and when I'm, I'm, I can't even get into detail. I'm just going to skip this part of the conversation I because, know. and I don't know what anybody think, listening is thinking. It's probably not what y'all mm-hmm. thinking, but just mm-hmm. know that Eric is elite. That's mm-hmm. A-Mac Freezy. And then, um, yeah, there's different versions of you. So, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I just, I, and I think that's good. I think a lot of people get intimidated when, you know, you change or they get frustrated, you know, when you, when you switch lanes or you change or like whatever. And I'm like, that's what you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to constantly evolve. I'm supposed to constantly be becoming a better version of me, a new version of me. Every, every level is, um, you know, it pours out something new in me. And so I think that's amazing for you to be able to have these different hats. Don't let society put you in a box. Don't let nobody tell you that you can't, you know what I mean? Your little your middle school coach tell you that you're never going to be successful. Like what? Like you tried it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Call me doctor. Okay. <laughs> Do- Yo, like, you know? when, when that day comes, at least for six months, if you don't call me doctor, <laughs> I ain't responding. Oh, it's like that. <laughs> it was like oh, that. It's like that. I'm oh, mad at you. I am not mad at you. I think it stops at <laughs> masters for me because, <laughs> honey, I looked at them books. Honey, <laughs> I'm checked. Okay, I'm checked. Yo, I'm checked. Never done so much reading in my life. Um, listen, my life. I I don't. Mm. <sighs> I need audible books these days, okay? <laughs> Listen, I don't got the time. I got so many books downstairs I'd be reading. I'm like, oh, I need the audio book because this is just too much. <laughs> I don't know how I made it through college sometimes, but I um, I miss it, though. Do you miss it? Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. We all adults. Um, when you work on a college campus, like right now, it's obviously different because there's nobody there. But when you work on a college campus and you still go to the basketball games and you something that I didn't realize was, and people said this a lot when, when I was playing, it it was like, there's no feeling like being on the court, Mm. right. And like take advantage of this and blah, blah, blah. And when you're that age, you're like, whatever, I'm I'm just, I'm just trying to play and do better the next game or Mm. be like pouting about the game that I didn't do well, that I didn't shoot well, blah, blah, blah. And then you go past that and you go back. And right now I'm a professional there. 
but I was still going to the games last semester mm-hmm. and sitting courtside. We oh, said courtside. On that hardwood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Court, court, he said courtside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A big dog. <laughs> so. oh, and just being there, though, mm-hmm. and seeing like the players go and like the crowd reacting. And because when, when I used to play, I wasn't really paying attention to the crowd. So right, being right. in the crowd when that's happening, it's like, wow, like that was a great time. Yeah. That was really a great time. And like on on the bus, all the, the, the good times and the drama and wasn't it some drama? It. Wasn't it <laughs> yeah. some drama? We was so much. I always had some so going on. Go ahead. Oh, that's ridiculous. I'm so like growth, yeah. man. Growth. But I love traveling. Exactly. I love traveling with y'all. And then I commentated the boys' games. So that was fun because y'all were all my mm-hmm. homies. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, I would change real quick and then commentate y'all games. And uh, so that was fun. We had them long trips. Um, I miss it. Yeah. And that, and that's like the whole thing with this whole podcast and just like the conversation is like the journeys, you know what I'm saying? Like literally like you, you just, you go with the flow. I've been playing basketball since I was five, you know? And then now shoot, I'm like washed up over here, but in basketball was so, you know, a big part of my life. And you just never think about what it would be like when it's over. But, you know, basketball brought some of my biggest blessed you know, relationships. It, it built me, it built a network. You know what I'm saying? I'll forever be connected to Westchester. I'm very thankful for all the friends and the people and the internships and all the opportunities that I had there. Um, and then you, you know, you go, you go through school all your life and then well, you're still in school. So, you know, that that's forever. What's after doctors? Cause you're going to be in school forever. Uh, so then, but you know what I mean? Like for me, it's like after school, it's like all I can pour into now. Now I got a new, you know, a new thing. Now it's pouring into my business, getting that, you know, every, I'm just trying to perfect that and, and make that better. And that's going to bring out a different version of page. And then um, my ultimate goal is um, as my business continues to be, to grow and um, become more successful, I want to be able to leave my company and be able to be full-time in my um, in my company, I want to be able to, um, I'm going to just speak it cause it's going to happen. Um, you know, speaking all over hosting different events. I still want to be a TV host, um, for whether it's my own network, whether it's whatever I, I I'll put that out there. Cause I believe that's going to happen. I think there's a time and a place for everything. And so I think that, um, Though I was the 20-year-old page, 21-year-old page, I thought I had it figured out. I thought I had a plan. I think the biggest thing I can take away from this podcast is life doesn't go as always as you planned or expected. It's a journey. Um, It's not beautiful. It's not pretty as long as you get there. You know, it's always, always, always progress over perfection over here. You know what I'm saying? My progress and my journey, that's everything to me. I fell. I got up. You know, and it's definitely, like I said, not what I mapped out before, but it's beautiful. The whole process is beautiful. I love it. And I can't wait to see where where I go next, where you go next, because it's definitely going to be lit. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be lit. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see you achieve all that because I appreciate if that. Anyone can do it. That's it's you. You always it's you you're always gassing me. I'm I'm only telling the truth to you. I appreciate That's you. That's what it is. I so. appreciate you. No, you're you're the sweetest. If you don't know E, y'all need to get to know E. He uh he he's a good person. No, seriously, you always had a good heart. Always your energy was always reciprocated, always positive person. Like um, you all and it, like literally this from the moment we talked about orientation, you know, being an orientation leader, you jumped on like you I think that really is what we were always cool. You know, you were, I'm a year older than you. But so when you came, um, you know, we was always around each other with basketball. But that orientation mm-hmm. that summer, just that year 
Um, we really just got close, and then we was doing everything together. Um, I seen all your little drama, all your little, all your stuff. You saw mine too, so you know we was lit. Oh, I did, I did. And you just, you just was the sweetest. See, I just remember you're so big. Like I would just run and be like, "E," and I would jump on you. <laughs> you swing me around like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that dramatic that dramatic oh um, but nah you're a good person E and I know that whatever's for you is that. for you and I'm happy to be a part of your po- podcast and I thank you for asking me to little old me you know what I'm saying what you mean little old you you, you about to be a legend out here in these streets listen, like, don't, don't, don't play yourself listen I'm not listen you right I'm just saying little right now humbly respectfully <laughs> 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 and then when you blow up you can say you know I used to be humble and now yeah mm-hmm. listen no, I'm, still, I'm always gonna be humble you know me I'm always gonna be humble remain humble yeah. in these streets but um, you know I can say it started here first you already know what it is started here with Emac Freezy P-R-E-L-E you already know what it is on the podcast on the ones and twos Dr. Franz in the building <laughs> listen never forget <laughs> right Right. Can can I hear some Emac Freezy bars like on this? Oh on my this? God. <laughs> what? <laughs> you not gonna? I haven't tried to do that in like nine years. <laughs> you not gonna? You not gonna give them no bars? You all tatted? Is that a tattoo on your okay. arm? You just tatted and yet it. How long you been? Eric, come on. Now you know it was hard to see that. Go back. Go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> The lighting out here is not the greatest, I'll, so... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I saw all your pictures that you had attacked. I just had to call you out because it's funny. It's funny because you are a doctor and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. A doctor with a with cornrows and a man bun and a tattoo. So I got to ask you, like, what do they say, right? When they see you on campus, you six foot eight, because you corrected me. Six foot mm-hmm. eight, you got this man bun, okay? You got this... You you got it. You know what I'm saying? And then... And you you be like, I'm Dr. Franz. <laughs> oh, but I'm not, though. Sort of. <laughs> you got to so, speak it. So I don't say that. You speak it. You, you speak it. I know people be turning their head like, doctor, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I've never said that, though. I'm just kidding. Never. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people people been staring at me all their lives. Oh. All, all my life. Okay. So You're used to it. Um, Humbly. Yeah, when it just happens, I don't even think twice about it because I'm like, okay, either they're staring at me because I'm six eight, or they're staring at me because I'm one of the only black people here. So uh, okay, that's I'm not that's mad at you. How I go. I'm not mad yeah. at you. No, that's what's up though. I'm proud of you. I'm I'm proud of you, Eve. Thank you. You still at Westchester, man? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> the cheddar. I got listen when I so my sister went the to Westchester. The cheddar made you. Mm-hmm. But my sister went there, so it was crazy when when I would go back. I'm like, yo, like. And you helped me. You helped her and, mm-hmm. and while she was there and stuff. So I appreciate that. How crazy that she already graduated and right. came in and out of there. But let me say this real funny because it started with the orientation story. So while we were orientation leader and I worked at sites, I had the opportunity to set up the um, tour room where we would take people on tours. You know what I'm saying? And we would mm-hmm. take all the students to show them what a dorm looks like. So because we were a part of that, I... um to help set the room up with my, and I put my picture in it. Right. So I put my picture in the dorm room. 
Um, so that every time I took my students on a tour, I'd be like, oh, here I am. <laughs> here goes me, you know? What? And so, um, and then, because, you know, I did the WC Weekly. Like, so I put, like, our pictures, me and Justin's pictures and all that stuff in there. So anyway, mm-hmm. that was my little thing. I would take them on a tour, let them see me. So anyway, when I graduated, I thought I was done with that. Clearly, I thought they would take me out. So when I took my sister back to college, she went on the tour years later. You were still in there. She's like, why are you in the, the t- in the room? I'm going on a tour. Here you go. You just with me everywhere. Like, why did they get rid of you? I was cracking up. Oh, Like, wow. Westchester forever, honey. Okay? <laughs> we'll come. <laughs> You play too much, yo. So, no, I just... Orientation leader, man. My point was the orientation, man. It really made me... Really did a a big number on me. It really did. Me too. Paige, thank you. I appreciate you. So much. I appreciate you. For being here. This was so awesome to catch up. You are killing it. I appreciate it, man. You're going to continue killing it. Just trying to walk through every door that God puts in front of me, learn something from it make myself you know better be a light for people you know i'm always trying to be encouraging and positive trying to always be authentic show the process and like i say it's not perfect but i like to you know be transparent um nothing worse than seeing people act like it's just all together peaches and cream and really you know it's not so it's all i try to do right and um yeah so i'm happy to connect with you i appreciate you i'm proud of you always Thank you. Keep shining. Keep shining. Okay. (laughs) Always. Eat Mac Freezy. And no, I'm excited. (laughs) Do your thing, boy. Good luck on your podcast. I will. Thank you, Paige. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Logging out. P. Elliott and Freezy. (laughs) If you've made it this far, you're at the end of the episode. We have some great stories coming up this season from some dope people. If you like this, be sure to follow along by subscribing and following the Growing Up Young podcast on Instagram. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your time, and I'm glad you were here.